again. Thank you all for joining us. This is Nuance. I am Mike Scala, and we will be speaking about the special election process in New York in the wake of Congress member, or former Congress member, George Santos being booted from the House. So in the meantime, I would like to introduce our co-host, as always, Jay Carter, also known as Timid, the hip-hop artist and the chair of BLM Tokyo. What's going on, Jay? Just uh, getting up in the morning. We know what it is over here. All good. It's all good in Japan? All good, all good. I'm actually, for some reason, extra hungry this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hopefully you're hungry for some good dialogue. <laughs> I'm for some... Something. Well, we are, all right. We are joined as well by Sheba Abraham from the League of Women Voters. Welcome back, Sheba. Thank you. It's been a very busy month for me here in Dutchess County uh, with events going on and uh, things that are happening with the League. So keeping up has been quite interesting and kind of hectic. <laughs> okay. And we hear that the mayor-elect may be joining us at some point? Uh, yes. I did uh, reach out to her. She agreed to come on the show. She just wants, she wanted to know um, which Tuesday. I asked her if she can join us next Tuesday. And I did give her the information uh, that you sent me, 10 to 15 minutes, and she could talk about Poughkeepsie if she liked. So I'm waiting for her to get back to me. Okay. Yeah, no problem. If she wants to stay on for the whole show and talk about the other topics as well, she's more than welcome. But, you know, whatever she wants to do, we will certainly yeah. be able to accommodate that. So we look Absolutely. forward to her, well, her Her inauguration ceremony will be uh, January 2nd. Okay. So it's going to be quite, quite a, a, a celebration. Right. For, a, yeah. a historic moment, right? The first black yes. woman mayor of Poughkeepsie. Yes. Okay. So we are joined once again by Andre Bystroff, a political consultant whose appearance is fitting this week because of the political topics we're going to be getting into. What's going on with you, Andre? Hey, how are you, folks? Good to see everybody. Uh, you guys might see my dog periodically or potentially hear her snoring. She's right here as well. Uh, <laughs> Franny would definitely say hi if you know she wasn't very tired from her very, very busy day. That dog's life. Dog's life. That's right. So check this out. It was my birthday this past week, and I went to Miller Ridge Inn as part of the celebration. I picked up this mug. It reminded me of the podcast. I don't know if you guys can read that. It says, hello, Tuesday. May I ask you a question? Why are you back so quickly? Don't you have a hobby? It always seems like <laughs> Tuesday. But of course, we look forward to these discussions every week. So why don't we get into them? We wanted to talk about the special election process in New York. Now, this is fitting, of course, because we know that George Santos was expelled from Congress and there's a vacancy in his seat. <laughs> Jay is happy, as are a lot of people. But the question becomes, how do you fill the remainder of someone's term when there's a vacancy? And the election law will prescribe that. but it's actually different depending on the kind of seat that it is. So if it's a New York City municipal seat, like a city council seat, they hold a nonpartisan 
special election where all the candidates can jump in the pool. They run as their own party line, whatever party name they make up, but it's not Democrat versus Republican one-on-one. You could have eight, 10 people in the same seat, nonpartisan, right? It's different when you talk about a federal seat and a state seat in New York. What happens is there's a special election. However, you have a one-on-one, a Democrat versus a Republican, but there is no primary, right? These candidates are chosen by the parties directly. And I think a lot of people are unaware of that, but that's what you're going to see here in New York to replace Mr. Santos. The Democratic Party and the Republican Party are internally choosing their candidates. We thought we would know by now whom the Democrats were going to select. I think they said it was going to be today originally. Now they're saying Thursday, so we have to keep an eye on that. But I mean, to be fair, we all know it's going to be Tom Swasey. Right. Well, that is the anticipation but why hasn't that been announced yet i saw anna kaplan because, because a tweet <laughs> telling everyone to call jay jacobs and say it should be her so are they doing so, that just to but, look like they're giving that thought some consideration well, so here's the deal so jay i mean it's not like i don't know if it's like insider baseball that people aren't supposed to be aware of this but jay jacobs is very close with tom swazi you know what i mean like it's not it's one of those things i'm assuming the holdout is that there are a lot of people who don't like Tom Swasey, you know, one of them may be in this room, but I haven't obviously spoken to Jay Jacobs. Um, you know, they're trying to convince him of other candidates, I'm sure. You know, there, um, there are plenty of voices in the room. There's Anna Kaplan, obviously John Kamen. I don't know if Steve Stern is uh, uh, districted out now, but um, there's there's plenty of folks that, that are great yeah. for the seat. And also, by the way, who didn't come in 53-47 with George Santos in 2020. You're talking about Zimmerman. I'm talking uh, in 2020, sir. In 2020, okay. That was Thomas Swazi. Thomas Swazi yeah. won, though, but you're saying- Yeah, yeah, but he came very, very close. Yeah. I got you. So there might be a discussion going on about what? Uh, should we not pick Swazi or? I mean, look, the guy, the guy obviously wants to be governor, will never actually become governor. And wants to be president. Uh, he would like to be governor as a stepping stone for president. Sir. Blah, 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 blah. He first wants to be governor. Right. But at the same time, if he's never going to be governor, he's never going to be president. And like, you know what I mean? Like if he wants to be an astronaut, too, like we, we don't even need to talk about that. The point being is that he's not going to be governor. And like, look, voters more or less in that district know that it's you know what i mean that he has differing kind of uh, uh thoughts on the matter right like in terms of different ambitions and does he really want to be congressman of new york three right that is a fair also point. also here's, here's my additional question right second, though, can I, before, before we get to your additional question i want to talk on something that you just said a right. while ago now you said another candidate might have been districted out that is possible. However, I do want to keep everyone informed of the fact that under the Constitution, the federal Constitution, you only need to be a resident of your state to run for Congress. And we've seen oh. this before. And now it might not be the best look politically, right? But we've seen it before when Anthony Weiner left Congress and there was a special election to replace him. Whom did the Democrats nominate? They nominated Weprin, right? Who was not a resident of that district. And that did become a political controversial point, right? People were trying to use that against him, but legally there would be nothing stopping them from choosing someone out of that district. 
Sure, but I mean, you know what I mean? A lot of times it's just the the common practice, the kind of courtesy of not doing that. And also just, you know, you don't we never want to face the question of like, hey, how are you going to represent these people if you don't live amongst them? Like, what are you talking about? That does not make sense for any constituency for any district. Right. Uh, But we've seen them make that mistake before. But also to bring up, though, also is we've been talking about Jacobs, right? Nassau County. Wait, before 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 we get to Jacobs, I have a quick question for you as as an election attorney relating to something you just said, which was actually going to be my point. We so we have new maps in terms of the congressional districts. It cut out certain points of Suffolk County for New York three and added Westchester County. Right. It went across the river versus like just the connection between Nassau and Suffolk. And, 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 you know, obviously a little tiny part of Queens. My question is, those maps are not going to be maintained going into the next general election cycle. We're going to have new maps. So we're going to have the old maps for this special, but we're going to have new maps for the, for, for the actual primary cycle. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, is it me or does this process seem crazy and stupid and like irresponsibly just like inefficient? Well, or is it just me. Like, are they using the old maps because that's when the original uh, election was? Pardon? Are they using the old maps because that's when the original election was? No, they're using the old maps because the maps, so they changed in 2022. Before this coming cycle, they were needed to be changed again. The problem is that. Uh, uh, they haven't done it yet. They probably will do it towards the end of February, but that's going to be after this special election war have already taken place, right? So they have to use the maps that George Santos got elected by, which includes a portion of Westchester, which, by the way, in my opinion, is probably going to be cut back out. So I don't think it really particularly pertains to Thomas Swazi. I think he's going to be in the district regardless. But my point being is, you know, you might have different considerations in terms of candidacies, depending on what the final outcome of the right. actual district maps are going to be. And right now it's still very much precarious and in flux, which makes for a really dumb okay. representation. But yeah. that leads to the question that I was going to raise about, we mentioned Jacobs because he is the head of Nassau County, right? As far as Democrats go. But this district doesn't only touch he's, Nassau County. He's, he's not just the head of Nassau County. Isn't he the head of uh, the entire New York State congressional delegation? Like he's like responsible for New York. He's not a congressman. I believe he's no, no, he's not. A, no, he's not a congressman. No, 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 no. But I just meant that in terms of like the, the DNC and the D, uh, uh, SCC. Yeah, but isn't that more for fundraising? I mean, I don't know if that... No, no, for fundraising, for sure. But, you know what I mean? Like, as, like, one of... In a leadership position. Before, he was just Nassau County. Now, I think he's... I know, I understand. Right, right. But I think, though, that the fact that this district touches other counties means that other party leaders... No, I'm sure. Look, I'm sure that folks will get involved, though. I I am fairly certain that like somebody like, you know, Meeks is probably going to stay out of it because of just how small the apportionment of Queens is. I don't know. Maybe Meeks might might. be quasi as well. You know, I I mean, look, position himself as the Queens (laughs) candidate, even though he's not from Queens. Right. He did that officially. I'll say this. I'll say this. You know what I mean? Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Yes. I have a question. What is the maps going to look like after this special election? 
I'm sorry. What was the question? What are, what are the What are the maps going to look like? We don't know. After the- we have no idea. I'm assuming that we won't know for quite a while. I assume the maps are going to come out sometime in late February. We're going to petition based on those maps and that at some point, either I'm assuming some Republican is going to get upset somewhere that they're not, you know, outlined exactly how it is. And it's still going to go back to court at some point. So we won't know. It's It's been a giant quagmire for a while, but we're not the only state that's kind of dealing with it as well. Right. These maps have to be repeated a lot. As no, but I mean, we're not the only state that's been dealing in like this flux of districts. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, because of the court count, right? Because the, the have every ten years you redraw the maps as a result of the census to reflect population changes. But we know that in New York, and as Andre mentioned, even elsewhere, there have been challenges to the constitutionality of the way that these maps have been drawn. Of course, gerrymandering remains a big concern, and so forth. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, it is a mess, right? It is a mess. It is a huge mess because here, um, I think we the this our towns were together. Uh, Newburgh, Beacon, and Poughkeepsie were together since the beginning of time. Now, from what I'm understanding, uh, Beacon will be part of more part of Putnam County than Dutchess. <laughs> like, wow! So that means. We will have no, we might lose our congressman, the congressman that we, our current congressman, and it's to happen next year, 2024 in January uh, or February, from what I understand. And um, the congressman we have now, we won't have him once this redistricting is completed. So it's kind of um, like you're breaking up towns. We don't, it, it happens so much. We don't know what town. I don't know what town I live in from one year to the next. Uh, who my congressman Achima. might be. Right. I mean, and those are two different issues, though. Right? Are you saying that the actual town is moving to a different county or are you just talking about the congressional maps? I'm talking about the congressional maps. Okay. Yeah. Yes, the congressional maps, because when they did that, uh, we at one time we had um, Oh, I can't think of his name now. He lost to um, Congressman Ryan, Sean Maloney, mm. Patrick Sean Maloney. I think that was his name, Congressman Maloney. Yeah, Sean Patrick Maloney. Maloney, yes. He was our congressman. But when the congressional maps, <laughs> when they started redistricting, we lost him. He moved to the uh, Congressional District 17. Mm-hmm. So he had to run there. Yeah. And then you have so what that, and, and, each other. And although we had, you know, we we had say in what would happen, it still went the way I guess however they decided it would go. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 again it's gonna keep changing, right? So it's gonna change yeah. again next year and it's just this mm-hmm. is all very, very crazy. Well, we do want stable maps that will last us until the next census, right? We don't want to have to keep going through this every time. It seems like for the past few years, it's it's been a constant state of maps changing, being challenged, redrawn, back to court, right? And no one knows what districts are going to look like, what districts are going to be, who's going to represent them, who's going to even be able to run, if you're going to live in the district that you're planning on running in. I mean, everything is just up in the air. 
Yeah, yeah, when you have good, because yeah, one of the senators we met in his office, he said we would still have him. And one of the the assembly uh, person, assemblyman, we met at his office, and he said we will still have him. Him, mm-hmm. however, we don't know what it's going to do to the rest of the town. You, you, yeah. you see, we don't know if there's going to be a north, south. <laughs> it's it's just all over the place. It seems like. Right. Well, so here is the thing: we know that there's going to be a special election soon, right? The governor has to set a date. What are we hearing? February? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to it's supposed to be in February because, yeah, they have to, they have a uh, 10 days to to name their candidates and then uh, name the, the day of the special election. And then they also have them 40 days after that. Right. Right. And so that special election is just to fill out the remainder of the Santos term. He was elected in 2022. And so the term lasts from January of 2023 this year until the so less than a year or yeah, 11 months, right? I would like I mean, to remind folks that- I just, just want to just complete this point. So December of 24 is when the term ends. January 1st, 25 is when the new term begins. And so there's going to be a regular election, a regularly scheduled election in November of 24. And of course, a primary also in 24. And so this special election is temporary. Again, the parties choose their candidates, then they go one-on-one. But you might see an, a wide open primary, maybe even on both sides next year. Right. So this is very temporary, as we said. Yeah. Yeah. Andre, you would make a point. Uh, yes. No, no, no. I just remembered the fact that uh, if you guys remember that the entire joke originally, maybe a year ago that, you know, before Santos took office or sometime immediately afterwards, when the lies started coming out, I mentioned the fact that the office that he moved into was vacant since the last congressman from New York State was uh, eventually convicted of tax fraud and had to step down. So that office is 100% cursed for anybody from the New York State delegation. And so, and, you know, it seems specifically for the Republicans. Uh, so everybody watch out. Um, so you should publish the, make sure everyone knows the address of that and uh, they stay away from that office. I'm sure it's going to be locked for a little while now. Um, but so what I do find kind of interesting, and I would love to hear everybody's opinions about this, is uh, so I watched the 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 debate in Congress prior to the vote. The day prior to the vote, I watched the fifty five some odd minutes that different sides were arguing, and obviously there are a lot of fun things, right? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the congressman that that to- talked about the fact that Santos specifically stole money from his mother and him, and called him a crook, and then Santos came out and said, "Hey, but you're a wife beater." And so just to showcase, you know, what kind of gems we have in the modern Republican Party. Um, but what I did find interesting is that there was a point, and I think potentially a valid point made by maybe one of the worst people in all of Congress. And that is uh, the representative from Florida, Matt Gates, who has, you know, outside of a, a, a pension for uh, teenage girls and stuff, does potentially some decent stuff uh, against dark money with actually with AOC, which is actually a fa- fascinating bill. The fact that he co-sponsors a bill with AOC against dark money. But anyways, uh, so he made a sing- an interesting point 
that, you know, obviously you're setting a precedent by uh, kicking somebody out of Congress who has not been actually convicted of a crime. He's facing 23 felonies. He will likely be convicted. But at the same time, he currently has not been. Right. So is that a precedent you want to set? And then he also made the comparison to Jamal Bowman, which he should not have. That is a very incorrect point in terms of the firearm and the misdemeanor or whatever. But no, but he did make a very valid point about Senator Bob Menendez. Mm. Now, not necessarily about the Senate kicking him out because he is facing quite a few felonies, again, for a second corruption charge that he just beat one this time. He's facing one from Department of Justice saying that he's been he's supposed to have been registered as a foreign agent for Egypt for over four years due to the amount of work he's done for the Egyptian government. God damn. Uh, he is. Look, even though he's no longer, I believe, the the head of the Foreign Intelligence Committee uh, or rather, I'm sorry, the Foreign Affairs Committee, he stepped down as the Democratic chair, if I'm not mistaken. But at the same time, he's still receiving foreign intelligence briefings. I, I mean, look, I don't know. I think he should be stripped of his committees. And until this type of investigation, like we should also be penalizing some folks that are bad actors from our own side. Right. That's Absolutely. All I'm saying yeah. I, that would just I be there. It would be a good thing that we get rid of some of the, you know, folks that are doing some very, very outwardly shady stuff. There is a valid point, though, that we all have due process and we should be careful before. Right punishing someone who hasn't been convicted. With that said, we still do have ethics committees, right, in the House and in the Senate, and they are certainly willing and able to find wrongdoing. It might not even rise to the level of a criminal offense, but it still could be worthy of punishment or perhaps expulsion from Congress, right? That's, I think that process right. exists separate from the criminal one. Right. And I think in, in Menendez's case, I think it's it's warranted maybe to remove him from his committees. Um, he shouldn't be receiving continuously receiving updates on stuff that he was removed from, um, especially if there's a potential that he was acting as a foreign agent uh, for Egypt. So, yeah, I think, you know, pull him pull him off of those committees and then and then let the, the process unfold. Yeah, that's fine. Right. And which is kind of uh, kind of what they did with Santos in, in, in a way. Well, here's the thing, though. But here's the thing. Look, Jersey has a really a fairly progressive, uh, uh, you know, Democratic governor right now. He would appoint somebody fairly decent to that seat. If I'm, you know what I mean. I'm just saying. Like, look, wasn't his wife trying to run? Who? The governor's wife. Governor's wife. I don't know. That would be a very bad, uh, uh, you know you know, mix of interests right there. But no, 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 no. Uh, I, I had a, a friend of mine who's who's in the assembly, I think, who who we know, uh, making a, the suggestion that Phil Murphy might want to appoint himself, which I also think would be a bad move. Um, just because, again, he's term limited. He's not, you know, he can't run again. So one fact check on this, look this up, I believe, because I don't follow New Jersey politics too closely, but I believe I heard that the governor's wife was going to run for Senate against Menendez. I mean, look, if if she does, let me know when she's starting her, you know, uh, political political action committee and stuff. And I'll send, uh, you know, 27 bucks. Um, yeah, it looks like she's uh, there was a uh, a news article November 1st from New York Times saying that she was preparing to run for Menendez's seat. Right. So if Menendez were to be removed, would the governor appoint his own wife or? Would he be persuaded not to do to? Wow, uh, that would be interesting. 
that would be a conflict. <laughs> yeah. That would be a conflict of interest. So I don't know. Uh, I do know that we didn't take enough. We didn't take the time or uh, proper enough time to enjoy and and savor the the flavor and the aroma of Santos being kicked out. We didn't take any time to like appreciate that. Some of us have been paying attention to this for quite a while. First of all, also, let me ask you: there's an why? HBO film. There's an HBO film already in production. By the way. An HBO film already in production. And if you miss Santos so much, he is on Cameo for $200. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. as a matter as a matter of fact, Senator, that the thing that I was going to tell you guys that, is that seven hours ago, it turns out that John Fetterman paid George Santos $200 to go right. on Cameo and support Bob Menendez in his upcoming felony trials. Right. There yeah. We are now in the topsy-turvy world. Did yes. Or... Right. Yes, Fetterman enlisted oh. Santos. Did Santos uh, do it though, or did Santos yeah. do it? Yes, 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 he did it. Santos is is ready to take down everybody. Uh, what was it? Uh, after yeah, he got, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said that Milytakis is is doing a uh, uh, what's it called insider trading. That's he named like three or four people afterwards. He's and but he's going specifically against after the Republican New York delegation, baby. Let Let's me ask go. you. So Let's go. Right. Let's go. Let's go. We had speculated on here that the Republicans would not turn against him because they wanted that seat. What changed? Well, I mean, look, look, the, the leadership still voted to keep him in. The speaker. No, well, not just the speaker, but literally everybody at the top of the leadership voted to keep him on. Right. But so it was, just, it was just so it was the New York delegation and a couple of the outsiders, by the way, who probably gave him money or were on a list where he like faked their names and, you know, made, you know, alleged contributions to his campaign. Right. Don't forget, like this was a Ponzi scheme. This was a scheme. This was like I was never going to be in Congress. I just wanted to like flee some some donors here, guys like the, he right. happened to get into the seat. That's preposterous. Like he well, went to stop the steel rally in a stolen scarf. Like this is the guy. Come on. Like let's. Do you well, think he said to himself that all politicians people. are liars, and so I can just say whatever I want? Like they don't tell the truth anyway. But it worked for him. That's what's. Uh, that's Rarely. what people should really be looking at. Is like it worked. So I mean, look, couple. The the problem that I see him facing is that like him stepping down as congressman could have been part of a plea deal that he could have made with the like the DOJ and stuff. Hey, did like, he step down or did he get kicked out? Yeah, now like that's mm -hmm. off the table. He doesn't have a lot of room to like negotiate right. in the next year and a half. I'm assuming he's going to be in a jail cell. So I'm, you know what I mean? I'm like he's got to do his reality show really quick. He's got to move move quickly. He's got to do whatever is gonna is gonna happen. Make his money and then just like you know, I'm fine with that. Lawyers. Pay the lawyers, right? Hey, Mike. So, you, here, here's a here's a poll. Would you represent <laughs> my? Uh, would you represent George Santos in his upcoming uh, uh, felonies with the Department of Justice? No. James in the chat says, <laughs> says the worst person in Congress. I never know if they're talking about Marge Green, Lauren Boebert, or Matt Gates. There's so many. There's so many. Yeah, um, no, there's a lot. Did, did y'all mention, mention Jim Jordan, right? Okay. Okay. No, he didn't. He didn't. 
He didn't, yeah, didn't mention. No. Don't, yeah, don't didn't want to mention quickly who who was that um, Santos did call out on his way out. Um, he called out was uh, Malio Takis. Malio um, Takis. For, yeah, for, for, for stock trading, questionable stock trading, called out Mike Lawler for campaign finance violations, um, Laloda um, ah. for uh, no-show tax punt pay funded job while going to school. And he says he's filing all of these things. Um, I mean, he also questioned Menendez as well. So, yeah. yeah. So he's out for blood, and I think he should get it. Bring everybody down. <laughs> Have a special election for half of Congress. Right. Well, speaking of special elections, we wanted to make that the poll of the week because I think it is controversial, or at least would be controversial if what people knew about it, but how the process works, right? So we right. want to know, should there be a reform to this? Should we continue to do it this way? Should we do it like it's done? In New York City, where there's a nonpartisan special election, uh, should the seat be held open until the next regular election? Should the governor or someone else choose someone and just put them in there without an election? I mean, how should this be done? But let's see. Should it be, should it be done this way? Is this the best way to do it? So the poll question of the week is: Do you believe party leaders, as opposed to voters, should continue to nominate candidates for special elections? Of course, if you have a different suggestion, let us know that as well. I think people I think, think that we can, elections are too costly, right? That's always a consideration. Right. We're always having election year after year. Why we do this all the time? So that's something to think about. If the parties did not choose these candidates, you might have primaries, which would just be another election, two other elections, right? Democrats right. and Republicans. So should should we be spending this much money on elections year after year? Cage match. <laughs> anyone who wants to who wants the seat they can just all go in and cage match whoever comes out you know wins i think we could probably rule out don't do that tom swazi would win that man Every i think we can rule out leaving the seat seat open we we should rule that that out um for leaving it open until the next election because then that means the people in that in that district don't have representation right so i think that's one that we could probably easily eliminate as a choice yeah, look, I mean, though, to be fair, uh, having a vacant seat is better than having George Santos as your congressman. Uh, just, you know, for the folks in New York 3, I'm sure this period is like a time of relief. Mm. Um, I'm not necessarily certain that they're really looking forward to two back-to-back elections. It, right. don't, it's it's if it used to be the wealthiest, I'm not sure if it's still, but it probably is the wealthiest district in the country. Um, and if they put a lot of money into this race, especially if it's such, you know, a close seat. So that means that all of these voters now are going to just be inundated with every possible, like, you know, election message, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's going to be crazy. We'd also have, but I'm not endorsing this method necessarily, but it is something to consider. Sometimes when there's a vacancy in a seat, the body, legislative body, appoint staffers sometimes keep the same staffers on or puts new people in to mm -hmm. continue doing the business of the district even without a member in that seat right uh, we've seen that in the city council when someone left the city council you would call their office and someone would just answer district whatever and it wouldn't be an, a, a member anymore but their staff would still be in there to provide constituent services well was there anyone that liked george santos were there any people that really liked him that 
although this was happening, they were still for him? There are Republicans who want to vote Republican. I don't know if anyone liked him in particular. Right. But it's it's probably they were more trying to preserve the seat for their party. I right. mean, like late night comics probably yeah. love them, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. The special election pitting a Democrat and Republican, obviously there are pros and cons there. One of the drawbacks you might want to mention is the fact that it only pits Democrats versus Republicans. It's a one-on-one. If you're a third-party candidate, then what do you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, you just shut out of the process? Well, hold on. Like, listen, you know, Mike, you and I both know as like in our years of working in electoral politics and stuff that third party candidates have always gotten the shaft when it comes to these elections. Mm -hmm. So like running as a, like a a third party candidate for Congress, Holy shit. Is that difficult? Oh, sure. We have more petitions. Oh my goodness, man. Like process though, have this Democrat versus Republican, uh, dichotomy. I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, a third party candidate can still run. You know what I mean? Petitions still have to be gathered. You can petition for a special election. I don't think so. I think you still can. I think you can be, you know, precluded from running for a seat. I don't think that that's true. There's got to be. There's got to be a mechanism. If there isn't somebody, you know what I mean? Start making a case for it right now and stuff, man. That's a that's a ready made case in New York. Yeah, I think that's just how the law is set up because even the board of elections, I mean, obviously if you read the election law, it doesn't say Democrats or Republicans, but don't talk about the major parties, right? Maybe although, although, although theoretically, right. Then why can't some of the third parties nominate the ones that we still have existing in New York state? Can they still do some That's shit? That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. We have to look into that. My understanding, unless this has been oversimplified by media all these years, but my understanding for these special elections is Democrat versus Republican one-on-one. Yeah, I mean that that seems Fair? wrong. Doesn't mean that, I mean that seems wrong. Doesn't mean that it's not true. Yeah. And even look, if you look at the board of elections, right? Mm-hmm. There are no working families appointees. There are no conservative party appoint, right? They're Democrats okay. and Republicans. It's just that's just how our election system is set up. Would that be fair to exclude others in that though? Well, no, but I believe it happens. Mm. Well, speaking of third parties, what are people's thoughts on the 2024 presidential election? (laughs) Speaking of third parties, do you think that? Well, I'm just trying to lead into it because, you know, in any way I possibly can, you know what I mean? I, you know, uh, uh, you got Jill Stein is back in. uh, Cornel West is in. Uh, we are going to have the potentiality of that, like, weird center Andrew Yang, you know, you know, I don't know, weird outgrowth and stuff of them, like, having, like, that weird center party, the ones that have been trying to recruit Joe Manchin and Mitt Romney to run for a while. So is uh, this the, the lead into the um, debate between um, um, uh, Santos and... Uh, and Newsom. Newsom? Is this the lead in into that? No, I mean, I actually do not care about that debate at all. I was trying to change topics entirely because this, uh, uh, DeSantis and Gavin Newsom will never be president of this country ever. That's, what, that's, ever. What, 
That's like, what Newsom ever. said. Ever. No, 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 no. He's saying that they won't become president. And now Gavin Newsom definitely thinks he's going to become president. The problem is Gavin is not going to become president. Ron is not going to become president, which is not a problem for anybody who has, you know, followed the, the, the pathway of Ron DeSantis into the governor's office of Florida. Right. Well, I, I, I hope that that's true. I definitely hope that's true. DeSantis would be very, very troublesome. Dude, he is the most awkward person of all time. He has never weirdo. learned how to smile. Like half of his team is left. He has lost the most amount of money that I think any primary candidate in the Republican Party in terms of like his actual percentage outcome in polls relating to the money spent. Like, yeah, look, smart money. And, and look, I said this to Mike before the show and stuff, be like when we were on the phone. So look, I am hoping beyond hope that the United States eventually shakes this Trump fever out of themselves because this is just untenable because this is, you know, this is a, a, a just a delusional madman that wants to upend democracy in this country. Having said that, I think that Joe Biden is also one of the weakest nominees the Democratic Party has put forth in a very long time. And I think that Donald Trump is probably, while under indictment or convicted, is the only candidate that he can probably beat. Uh, and what I told Mike was that I think Nikki Haley would completely spank him in an electoral college and we would have basically like a different version of a George W. Bush administration. Now, somebody proved me wrong. I'm scared shitless for next year. If somebody can give me like some credible hope that this all makes sense to you. Do you please, think that Nikki Haley has a realistic chance of winning the nomination? I think that if Trump gets convicted, yes, she does. I think that now that she's got the Coke money, she's got the Murdoch Murdoch apparatus behind her and she's got Coke money, right? So she has a viable chance just both on money and the problem is 43%, right, of the nation, uh, pardon me, about 40% of the nation just supports Trump and about 80% of the Republicans, 70% maybe, uh, of the Republican Party support Trump against anybody for any reason. I think it's about dirge. Well, I think in terms of the people who are sworn to Trump, who will never leave him, I think it's about a third of the Republicans. So that does give Haley room. No, 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 no. It's not a third. It's more than that. Who would never leave so loyalist to Trump. Oh, who would never leave? Yeah. It's probably close to 40%. It's a very slim margin. Yeah, so the, in theory, there is room there if they consolidate the anti-Trump. I just don't see it happening in time. It's December already. The primaries are going to start. The caucuses. So are look, 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 look. She come, like I said, man. She comes in second in Iowa. Time. She comes second in Iowa and stuff. She comes second in Iowa. DeSantis drops out. All of the DeSantis money goes for for uh, for her and stuff. She splits the DeSantis no Trumpers and then the the pro Trumpers who wish DeSantis was Trump. And then he Trump takes those. Look, it gets a little bit more even doubt. She's got a shot somewhere down the line. There is uh, all I'm saying is this. There is a universe, however unlikely, where where Nikki Haley becomes the Republican nominee, in which case, if Joe Biden is the head of our ticket, we lose the White House. It is a and I'm saying this right now. It is a guarantee. I do not see a pathway for us to win, couple, particularly couple. particularly if if the Israeli Gaza war continues, because he either he depending on what he does, he either loses Michigan or he loses Florida. He loses so, Florida, but Andre, he didn't win Florida and last. He's going to lose, and he's going to lose. The, that right? Regardless, he's going to lose. He did not win Florida last time. 
Huh? He didn't win Florida last time. But my point being, he loses the kids now regardless and stuff. He can't afford to lose Michigan. He can't afford to lose Georgia. He can't look, man. There are states he cannot afford to lose. And these voters are not going to come out for him. Just plain and simple, especially with Nikki Haley. People say that. But look at the actual results. Look at the actual election results. He's won year after year after year. No, I said, except in the primaries, except in the primaries, except in the primaries where he lost when he ran for president. I'm talking about since he's been president. Against much better candidates. This time around. the best candidate. That's why he won. This time around in 2020, he had better candidates drop out. And because they're like, you know what, Joe? Better candidates dropped out. They dropped out because they couldn't beat him. Look, the truth of the matter is, fair point, fair point, whatever it is, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy that he won in 2020 in a general election. I voted for the man. I'm not saying that you should not vote for Joe Biden if he's the head of the ticket in 2024. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is this, that if the DNC and the Democratic consultants know anything whatsoever and don't want to repeat of 2016, they need to get their act together and think about like what's happening this is not they a don't have anyone election, else. Though, right this is not the, the party leaders putting up a candidate they don't have anyone else no one needs to do it to put together like a viable campaign who is it wait who why can't they do a gretchen whitmore ticket why can't who? they? Because it's not there. What do we say? Gretchen Whitmore ticket. There is uh, 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 what's it called? An Andy Bashir ticket, bro. Like, look, there there are opportunities in terms of like building a candidate into what a presidential candidate is. Like, these are folks that are planning to run in 2020. December 5th, 2023. What are you talking about? There are opportunities and I'm and I'm scared as a as a lifelong Democrat. I am scared. It is December 2023. You are right, sir. I am scared. I do not I think it's going to come out. Why are you I, repeating I, Republican please, talking points? Please get me I, I stop shaking. You know, and the fear, the Mike, I can see the fear because the fear you look at Donald Trump or everything that has everything that comes. It seems like the more that comes out for him on him. The more his 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 um, percentage raises rises. I, I mean, don't think that's the reality. Front, I mean, he he's a front leader. I mean, he's a he's the in Republican the nomination. But the polls yeah, also but, show if he were to be convicted on any of the felony charges, he loses all of the swing states. Right? It would be a landslide. First off, that's what people but, are saying now. The amount right, of, of right. people who aren't saying shit in terms of like, yeah, yeah, I'll, right. I'll, you know, I'll, I won't vote for him if he gets convicted. Wink. Look that at happened. the actual <laughs> election results, though, right? They swing further for the Democrats than what the polls show. And by the way, he gets convicted. He gets convicted. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying across the Newburgh Beacon Bridge, mm-hmm. somebody has this long banner. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. <laughs> right, exactly. But they always voted you for know, Trump. So but I'm just saying. When, you, you know, when I go w- ride down up here, when I ride here, you know, it's 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 Trump. There, it, it's like easing away from the Biden administration, and, yeah. and I can see the fear because it's 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 like, oh boy, what what's going to happen? I've got a friend who has five sons. Okay. 
I've got a friend who has five sons. You know what he this said? Is the, this, is the, this is the Scala way of polling, by the way. This is why he's a supporter of Joe Biden, the five sons. Go ahead. Tell the story about the five sons. <laughs> he says, I can't miss. You want a son? I can't miss. I'll get you a son. Joe Biden reminds me. By the way, he's Donald. literally quoting Denzel Washington from Training Day, which is what I do as well. So stop it. Let, let's like, yeah. So you can use, you can use Denzel as well. He, he, Joe Biden reminds me of Denzel or and more, and more particularly my friend Hamp who has the five sons. He can't miss, right? People say, oh, he what? he's old. Uh, he's He can't speak coherently. Whatever they want to say, whatever these Republican talking points are. By the way, I watched the last debate between Trump and Biden back in 2020, and intellectually, Biden ran circles around him. So if that is the point that they're going to use, that's going to backfire on them, right? But Biden can't well, Biden ran circles. Right? I get the dumbest let him finish. of all time. Like the guy from the apprentice doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, 45 years of it's public the steak circles or the chicken, sir. Managed to run circles. You have to pick the steak Donald or the chicken. It's, oh my goodness. Right. It's the Woo. steak or the chicken, sir. So Biden can't seem to miss, right? Whatever people say about him. What are you talking about? He the misses constantly. Wait, wait. Hold on. I, I'm still trying to hear about the five sons. Give me, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Let, it, let Mike get it out. Yeah, so that's my point. It reminds me of our friend who says, I can't seem to miss. Biden can't seem to miss. No matter what happens, he wins, right? The polls show, oh, Democrats are in trouble this year. He won in 20, he won in 21, he won in 22, he won in 23. The polls skew towards Republicans. The Joe actual, Biden was not the on the ballot in 2022 or 2023. Say what? Biden was huh? not on the ballot in 2022 Biden has been the head of the Democratic Party since 2020. not on the ballot in 2022 yes, or 2023. Oh, yes, he was. Was oh, not. yes, he was. In fact, he was so is His reputation was. was on the ballot in 2026 and 2000. You can't have it both ways, sir. You cannot have it both ways. If when Biden he was actually lose, on a ballot. Yes, if Biden, on a ballot, if Biden were to lose the matters. midterms, listen to me, listen to me. If Biden were to lose the midterms last year, what would you say? Biden lost, Biden lost. So if I he did, you I have to say, say that. I would not. I, why would Everyone I Everyone would be saying that. that. Why would his, I his, his reputation, his administration, his record was on the ballot. Yeah, he's the head of the party. People are voting under oh, Biden, voting under Trump. People were so scared of the new rash of MAGA extremists and stuff. They voted for Democrats while 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 Joe Biden's approval rating was still in the toilet under the chicken 50%. or the state. Sir. It's he the hasn't made above 40 percent this year. The what vegan option is about? not on the menu, sir. Nothing. Hey, why, why are vegans catching strays afraid. here? What, what's... Nothing you've said has made me any way less afraid. And by the way, Donald Trump this... gets convicted. By the way, Donald Trump gets convicted. He makes a deal with the with the, uh, uh, the GOP and stuff and says, hey, listen, Nikki, I'm going to give you all of my crazies and stuff. They're going to come out and vote for you now. You give me a pardon first day in office. Deal? Yeah. Have yeah, a good day, Joe. Cool. So you've been... Yeah. Watching a lot of conspiracy theories, it seems. No, I, I believe no, that would probably. I've been, I've been staying yeah. awake, you know what I mean? Drinking coffee, going crazy. Someone tell you that? You just came up with the most far-fetched scenario to explain how he could possibly lose. Yeah, no, but, I see him losing Michigan. I see him losing Ohio. I see him losing Georgia. I see him losing North and South Carolina. I, like, you Nikki tell Haley, me, who's you know, not going to be the nominee? If right. Nikki Haley is a nominee, he loses all those states. We're not talking about, but what's more okay. like? Okay, 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 Donald. Okay, wait, wait, wait. 
Okay, and then and then if Donald Trump is the nominee, which is the more likely scenario, right? You have again the repeat of the dumbest, most disastrous possible scenario of like human, like in terms of like the the status of our country, right? Like in terms of like us existing into the future, the plans that Donald Trump has for a second term are just so just yeah. insanely disastrous. Right? Why would people vote? And the guy that's sense. standing in front of it. It's Joseph Robinette Biden. Who just wins. You guys are all miss. comfortable with that. Seem to you miss, guys are right? all don't think that this is just a coin flip. You think of winning. That this is just a coin flip. That him just like falling off the last have a of, I have a question. of Force One and like making a hip and it's done. He always I have a question, Andre. Trump will Andre. never debate Joe Biden ever again, by the way. He I have a question, Andre. Not, there won't be another debate. We did a poll on this show and people said that if candidates skip debates, they lose their vote. I got a question, yeah, okay, Andre. Because Donald oh, Trump has a shot of winning New York, anyways. Okay, yeah. it wasn't just New Andre, York. Can you can you can you spell Robinette? Yes, I can. Uh, it's I'm assuming it's one B, but it's R O B I N E T T E. I I have no idea. I, just I thought you were checking. Me. You were looking it up, man. I, I'm gonna look it up right now. It's uh, what did you say? Your first language. R O B I N E T T E. You got it. Yeah, that's it. All right, there you go. We By need to way, break I that up. I probably spell his middle name better than he does right now. So, like, let's all stop it. Didn't you just say that <laughs> Biden won in 2021, 22, and 23? I did not. You said that. You, you said that. You said he you won said all that. those years because. I didn't say he won were... those years. He wasn't on the ballot in those years. I did not think... that. We, we've, we've stipulated that. He won these. You past... didn't stipulate shit. I didn't <laughs> stipulate. say that the Republicans beat him these past four years. I didn't. I said he wasn't on the ballot. But he still won all the elections. He didn't. So who he won? won? One election in 2020. One. No, that's not how this works. Yes, it is. <laughs> year after year, you just you said win when you're on the ballot. When the you are, when your name Joseph Robinette Biden is on the ballot. You're not letting me even make my point. This works. You said they voted for Joe Biden's Democrats, right? Before. I didn't say that. I didn't say they voted for Joe Biden's Democrats because not all of them are Joe Biden's Democrats, brother. Joe Biden is the head of not, the party. Not where Joe head. Biden is politically. He is the head of the party. You said they all voted for him because they were terrified no. of the Republicans. In, in right? face of an existential threat. Yes. Listen, it okay. was a to vote for Hillary Clinton. So, so there you go. But there you go. So, so you're saying that if Trump is on the ballot, these people who are terrified of the MAGA Republicans are going to vote for Trump? I'm saying that he's losing enough constituencies and enough people are not going to come out to vote, period. I'm saying that it's not they're not going to vote for or they're going to come out and vote for Donald Trump. I'm saying that he's losing enough Middle Eastern Americans, Muslim Americans and young Americans right now. As it's happening, there's a siphoning mm -hmm. off in terms of actual support for Joe Biden. I'm not saying they're going to come out and vote for Trump because they know that he's a piece of shit. But at the same time, they're not going to come out and vote for Joe Biden. They just won't. Because they've ne they have not it's based on conspiracy theory. No, I, I have to agree with that. Your co-host is about to agree with me. I, I think the I think the 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 younger people are and I and I've made this point with you before. Um, and this this roar with Israel and Palestine is not going to help anything at all because the younger people are going to move further away from that. And the more that Biden and U.S. supports that. It's gonna it's gonna be detrimental to to Biden, but even Biden, though the Republicans are still yeah. on. Because even when you why talk would it happen next year, but it didn't happen this year, and didn't happen the year before, it didn't happen the year before, it didn't happen the year before. 
Bro, it's all about to be bad. So Ukraine is about to lose money. And by the way, I'm not sure if you guys are paying attention. Venezuela just wants to uh, annex two thirds of Guyana. What? Yeah, yeah bro. they literally just voted for it. And it was like 95% support. So they're putting their military on the border. Who's that? Venezuela. Venezuela? They're going to try to invade Guyana. Guyana? They're going to try to annex 60% of Guyana's really? land. What the and heck? Guyana just found the Guyana just found oil off its coast. They're now the the fourth. Uh, they have now the fourth highest oh, amounts in terms of oil barrel capacity. So, so check this out. Check this out. We talked about presidential history here last week. We did a little trivia. Is there something to the notion that Republicans tend to get elected only when things are going well in the country? Democrats are elected to clean up the mess that Republicans make. But usually, but usually internal things, right? We so re, Democrats get elected to fix fiscal problems in the country, right? You know what I mean. Uh, Republicans statistically have always been more of a disaster for internal, like people just economy. being able to make money. Yeah, in terms of the 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 U.S. economy and stuff. And Democrats come in to fix it. Republicans blame Democrats for the state of things, despite the fact that they cause the problems, and they get reelected because the populace has a very short attention span. And a very short memory. Right. So then if history is any indication, the Republicans cannot win next year, right? Yes. Having said that, um, <laughs> with the border issues, with um, with the war between Israel and Palestine, well, not Palestine, between Israel and Gaza, you know, and or rather with with Hamas and Gaza with just tremendous civilian casualties. I don't I don't even know how to phrase this, but it's it's a war. It's, a, it's a, Israel going on a, a, a war path of genocide. Just just be straight up with it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't utilize those terms because they have like legal distinctions and stuff. So I'm not going to exactly put it like that. I, I'll put it that way. I, I mean, look, it is what it is. There's there's 12,000 people dead in Gaza and stuff. There's there's, you know, uh, no ways to put that outside of an atrocity. So, right. um, and and look, I've I've talked for for years about the fact that Benjamin Netanyahu is the worst thing that could happen for the state of Israel for any potential two state or even three state solution. By the way, uh, you know the potential of having a secular state, you know, outside of a Muslim and Jewish state. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So, anyways, uh, I think that the confluence of world events is not going to allow us to repeat history in the same way that it's been uh, that it's happened in the past there's too many outside foreign factors there's too many outside influences plus it's the time of social media so everything is sped up as it is yeah. i do not i and honestly we've never had a president this old in office as the head of a major party it just has not happened in terms of our president like it's just it's not a thing we don't know what's going to happen. We've also never had potential other, by the way, with the other party facing facing felonies, right? We've also never had that. Also, a televised trial that's supposed to start in March, but it will probably be delayed, right? You know, so look, I don't know what's going to happen. All I'm saying is that I'm scared shitless because we think we nominated the strongest candidate that we have. My well, let's, let's have some perspective here. This was the candidate who saved American democracy, right? Yes, I, I'll grant you that. Okay, so let's you know give some respect where it is due. 
Um, no problem. Also has done quite a number of, of very progressive and, and quite a decent amount of things. There are things that he is lacking on for sure. But at the same time, he had like an LBJ light kind of vibe to him for a little bit and stuff, even though, you know, he's had uh, not necessarily a lot of missteps. He's also had a lot of people blocking the path. You know, one of them being Tuberville, by the way, today, with right. 400 uh, uh, military nominees just got, you know, uh, uh, got their seats and stuff because he was blocking their nominations. Like. Right. Well, what happened to Afghanistan? Has anybody ever, oh, the, has that ever come up anymore? So it, my curiosity is what happened, happened with that? My curiosity is what happened to the refugees. So uh, yeah. you, had, you had a million and a half refugees from Afghanistan who went into Pakistan, right? And then Pakistan has been trying to kick them out. So my curiosity is how that kind of, you know, crisis of refugees is going to affect that, that region specifically and how, you know, we're going to have to play some sort of role. So I'm not sure about the timelines, but you know it's definitely worth looking at. Yeah, speaking, look, look, speaking, we have to move on. But speaking of timelines, okay. you did mention that in March the trials are set to begin. We don't know the exact days, but I was talking about I was talking about just specifically the Georgia trial. Okay, but Georgia specifically, it just seems to me that the voters right now, based on all the polling that we've seen, have not really been paying attention to Trump's criminal trials, right? And right. maybe that's fair because they haven't really begun. Yeah. It seems like the indictments haven't moved the needle much. They are saying if he is convicted, they would not okay. vote for him. But the timeline of this, right? We're gonna be looking at early to mid next year, this really coming to a head. I think it'll be too late for any of the Republican candidates to stop him, especially because on the Republican side, they seem to like this, right? To Sheba's point, they actually seem to like Trump being in legal trouble. So I think that's yeah. going to help him in the primaries. But if it all comes to a head by the middle to, you know, towards the end of the year, that's certainly not good timing for him. And that will play into Democrats' hands going into the fall. So let's well, hope. So here's, look, like I said, man, the other part of this too, though, is just the amount of dark money that's at play. And also the fact that Trump has to spend like, what, 50% of all the money that he's raising from his supporters on legal fees. I mean, look, right. I think, I know, man, I like Nikki Haley's got a big war chest, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. To, to, to your point, Mike, what you're saying and, and yours and Sheba's point, like that they're they seem to be liking this as far as Trump's legal trouble. And I think it's it's a little bit of a, a a way of thinking. They're not looking at it as he's in legal trouble. They're looking at it as their guys being persecuted. Modern. And yeah. And so that's that's what they're they're ramped up about. They're like, yo, that's we gotta, right. That's the Republican. And that's thing. dangerous. That that's different yeah. from the general election electorate who did not vote for him last time he ran. And right. Right. And even really, if you look at the overall numbers, neither the first time. So. Yeah. You know, keep some perspective on this. But we are about to wrap up. We did have a poll from last week. Want to go over the results? Right. right. We had a poll from last week. Um, we were looking into uh, what was happening with, uh, what's his name, uh, the Buffalo shooter. And um, he's possibly could still be facing the death penalty, even though New York doesn't have the death penalty. He could be facing it on federal uh, charges and so the question that we raised with uh, was are there any crimes for which you believe the death penalty is the appropriate punishment and we had quite a few responses um again for some reason the the poll function wasn't working here but it seemed the majority of all the responses here were were no that people were against the death penalty 
um some called called it uh state sanctioned murder um people were saying they were uh opposed that it's it isn't a punishment it isn't deterrent it's revenge um so the overwhelming majority was against it i saw one or two one said for war crimes crimes against humanity and treason only uh but treason other yeah and people well, respond I mean, to that saying not even those are, are justifiable well, technically legally is is punishable by hanging still <laughs> yeah. no no i mean in terms of like the federal law and stuff right so it seems pretty definitive that most people in this in this uh poll were against against the death penalty okay so um anyone here want to weigh in on their uh on their view i think it would make the show too long yeah <laughs> i'll just say that it's interesting when people say treason that would concern me right because treason is something that i think could be politicized a little too much it's a little little ambiguous to right. say that treason is always gonna be punishable by death that's close to saying that anyone we think is political opponent and we want to call it right I th i'm assuming that's i'm very dangerous yeah, yeah i'm assuming this is a military person that said this and they were saying that in the context of becoming you know a traitor for an opposing military force like, right? like a, like in, in war and things of that sort right if we have open conflict or somebody let's say somebody like goes and works for like isis and shit and plots to kill americans right there's yeah, okay there's well, what about you know the americans who have you know they think that they're blowing the whistle, but not right. in that context. Right. Someone like a Snowden. Huh? Someone like a Snowden. Right. Yeah, but I mean, look, I I have my my own thoughts on Snowden in general and stuff. I was very happy, as you know, that Chelsea Manning got got pardoned by by President Obama. Um, I think I think Edward Snowden is actually far more complicated uh but, right, but i think i think for many oh, but to your central point yes that is that is dangerous sure yeah because um, yeah i um, there was, oh go ahead i was gonna say look if you want like the synopsis of my like general thought on the death penalty and stuff in my opinion it should be up to uh the the person that is facing the prison sentence if they would rather you know what i mean like be put to death and stuff by some sort of you know in, in a kind of euthanasia way and stuff that that should be their right as a person who can decide what to do with their own body versus you know living for a lifetime inside of captivity that's that i mean aside from that that's it unless it is the person's own decision i don't think the state has a right to to put somebody to death i think that says something wrong about us as a civilization if that is the case that is an interesting perspective right it's a form of euthanasia for the prisoner well, look, I think the right that, to suicide, basically. Uh, yes, I, I, well, look, I find that everybody has should have the right to suicide first and foremost, and you know what I mean, particularly in cases of you know debilitating diseases and things of that sort. But look, I think the person, a person, should have a right to do with their own body as soon as they have the maturity and and capacity to do the make those decisions. Um, but at the same time, I also think that you know the the environments in our prisons need to change i think that like it's a drastic change that needs to occur first we need to federally make private prisons and for-profit prisons illegal it is it is uh, it is a ridiculous thing that that is a thing that still happens in this country it is so counterintuitive for rehabilitation Agreed. Um, 
But yeah, look, aside from that, I also think that you should let prisoners vote because people use them for, you know what I mean? As prisoners, they're still part of your the amount of money that you receive in terms of your districts and they're counted as people there, but they're not counted in terms of voting. I was going to ask you that. Should they vote? where they're incarcerated or yes yeah you should set up you should set up voting booths inside of prisons and look as much as i find it like abhorrent to, to find out the political views of like rapists and child molesters and stuff that's not for me to judge it's not you know look and uh it's an interesting take for you know for me i like the way new york does it where once you are out of the system you can get your rights back i don't like at least as a bare minimum i don't like the idea that you're permanently disenfranchised upon a conviction well sure. i think but I, I those pathways that. are also difficult as well say that again yeah. those pathways are difficult depending yeah. on state yeah. to state right florida technically right. you can well, that clemency is terrible right in florida and you're off parole you can go there automatically everything's terrible in florida but listen, look, man, like the amount of violence that we have inside of prisons and stuff, I think that would change yeah. drastically and stuff if prisoners got the right to vote. And like, look, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't judge anybody who would rather take death than like having to be locked up for 25 years inside of like a violent, a horribly violent environment and stuff where people yeah. are dying from neglect, from abuse, from lack of medical services and everything else from corruption. Uh -huh. look, it's, it's 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 a horrible thing and stuff. So like if your choice is like hey, here's a cell and stuff, and you're going to be treated horribly for, like, potentially all of your life, or, you know what I mean, like, some sort of opiate shot, like, I don't know, man, I probably would take the latter personally, but... The thing is, those decisions are not reversible, and people could say things that they don't truly mean in a time of... Yeah, but look, all decisions are reversible and stuff, that's a horrible idea. That isn't, we that isn't reversible. About everything and stuff, like, look, you, as as you are of, of, you know, like, a, a, a decent state of mind and stuff, you can make those decisions. You're a decent I, state that's of my mind, right? You're talking that's, about that's people my facing life in prison or the death penalty you or whatever. Are they right, they yeah. No, look, I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah. again, I think that there was another point here that we talked about last time and, and a comment here that um, said uh, that I that I thought was really good. Uh, and they said the fact that innocent people will get executed makes the question you need to ask: Is it right to kill innocent people in order to maintain the option of the death penalty? No, right. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree with that point as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think we could probably wrap up with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we? Uh, I think we we still have to give the bottom line here and. Um, I think Andre's got a few things left to say. If we can get a, a brief bottom line from, from Andre. Um, listen, call your call your representatives, everybody and stuff, uh, congressional representatives, especially, and especially if you have Republican ones. Um, you know, uh Ukraine needs aid, and uh yeah, fuck Vladimir Putin over and over and over again until he's dead and rotting in hell. Um also, by the way, Henry Kissinger, fuck that guy um so yeah that's it right. uh, it wouldn't be an andre appearance without their vulgarity so there you go yeah but, I mean, look this time it was warranted it was warranted but still i ended up peace and love peace and love all right well there you have it jay where can people find us they can find us on youtube uh at nuance show uh also instagram um also uh, spotify apple music amazon for the podcast 
uh, go there, subscribe. It gets automatically pushed to your devices. Uh, go to the YouTube channel, jump on there, subscribe, comment, uh, leave your thoughts as well. So, yes. and of course, here every every Tuesday. We are close to 100,000 views on the YouTube channel. We will do something to commemorate that. I would like some nuanced merchandise. If we can get a T-shirt that says there is no they, I would rock the hell out of that. Because <laughs> today, they should. You got to be careful with that, though. If you do that, someone's oh, going to right. it. Sounds, it sounds like the gender thing, right? It's a yeah. pronoun thing, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't mean it in that context. I'm talking right. about the idea that there's a they pulling the strings out there. Like yeah. it was said yeah. earlier, they I, I should find someone like, to run against Biden. Who is they, right? Someone needs right. to come up and do that if they're going to do it. There's no they making these decisions. <laughs> I, yeah, I no, but you're, what you're going to have, yourself, Mike, I understand perfectly well what you mean. <laughs> no, but the customers would be it'd be a lot of conservatives that would be buying that, and yeah. it would be they'd be thinking something completely different. <laughs> like yeah, any no, great piece of art, it can be perfect. It can mean different things to different people. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> As all right. always, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Andre. Thank you, Sheba. Thank you, uh-huh. Jay. Thank you to everyone in the chat checking us out wherever you may find us. This is Nuance. And yes, we do have work to do. We'll catch you next time. Have a good night.